Welcome to ContenderCast, a global leadership and consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now, here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for subscribing and following. It's Justin Hahnemann, ContenderCast. We're shining a light on bright ideas today. Another one of my great friends. Oh, I guess everyone's a great friend of mine, but like this is a really great friend. We're here. <laughs> in the industry so fun katie hotz is with me she is the ceo and founder of grocery shoppy i mean like i can't even wait to unpack this for you guys and i've just had a really great time getting to know her over the last couple of years katie so great to have you on the podcast thank you justin i'm so excited Woo! to be here i'm excited um man, <laughs> i see katie like at, at a lot of the industry events throughout the year like food marketing institute we're involved with western michigan together yeah. by the way if you're not yeah. familiar with the food marketing group there you can push pause here and go back and listen to russ <laughs> dr z as katie calls him uh from western michigan check that out <laughs> but um today we're talking about grocery shoppy um and katie's company i can't even wait to dive in uh katie before we get to that how about just share a little about you uh, with our audience, yeah. some of your background before launching the business. Sure. Sure. Thanks for asking. So um, I am a digital marketer. I grew up, I was bottom of the food chain, digital marketing for consulting firms um, back in like the the, 20, the 2000 era and um, finished my career in a fortune 200 company, uh, leading performance marketing globally for that company. And, and I was up for partner and realized that I just, I had something that I really wanted to go do. So that's how I ended up on this journey. Um, I have my MBA from William & Mary and I have um, spent about four and a half years now building grocery oh. shopping uh, here in Charlotte, North Carolina. I love yeah. that. It's, Southeast baby. Yeah, yeah. And I love that you bring this like technology bent to the industry and, um, and you've really done a great job of like building your brand in the industry and building relationships in the industry. And we'll talk about how you've done that in a few minutes. So, um, but before we get there, talk about where did the idea come for your business? Like what was the original idea and then how did you bring that to life? Yeah. So, um, I, I, I was working on side hustles. I was always kind of playing with stuff. And, um, ironically I was getting to the office every day in Chicago and, uh, this is back in like the early 2010s. And I would, um, I needed to figure out the grocery situation for the house. We just never had it figured out. And I'd open up a grocery, you know, website and I just stared at it all day. I never actually <laughs> add enough things to it to check out. And, um, but then, you know, same moment, I'm on the playground with moms on the weekends and they're like texting me recipes. And I'm like, I just need that recipe like in the cart. And that's really where uh, the idea started gelling. And from that point forward, um, yeah, started prototyping and uh, really had that kind of aha moment, that sort of explosion to cart and figured out what that digital journey needed to be. And then just did customer discovery and kind of had to, you know, go through that whole path and figure wow. out, you know, what, what, what do women want? That's, that's really <laughs> the pre pandemic question. Right. Post pandemic, our data shows that the, those men, um, I'll tell you, especially like millennial and, and sub millennial, those men got right in that kitchen and, <laughs> um, and, and rolled up their sleeves and helped. But that's but funny. My boomers, you cut that data. It's still all women. Oh, you know, really? That's hilarious. Yeah. So, <laughs> I like it yeah, in the kitchen. Yeah. So, so that's, I, I know. See, that's that's important. Um, but yeah, so we we uh, really just started breaking rules based upon what the data was telling us, and we realized that there just there really wasn't meal planning tech out there that had looked across like like what do my what do my grocers want? They want totally. private label in the cart, right? Uh, what do women want? They want like the fastest checkout meal planning solution possible, 
right? And and let it magically come to your door if that's possible. Um, you know, and, and what do my brands want? They want to be the brand that gets in the recipe that gets in your garden. So we just really worked around that ecosystem. And uh, it, it's, it's just fun. Yeah, it's I just fun it. solving problems for a lot of different groups. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it'd be like triple win, you know, win for the consumer or shopper, win for the retailer, win for the mm-hmm. brand. For those that don't know Grocery Shop B, that's the two eyes at the end, it's Grocery Shop ii.com um shoppable recipe technology powered by brands um talk about meal planning talk about kind of what's the win and how do you approach retailers versus big brands and and then and i know you frame it in the with the context of helping the, the shopper but talk about like how do you have those conversations yeah yeah so um so when it comes to meal planning so we are a retail media uh technology and at our core we're a meal planning platform so we're api driven cloud native and that platform, it's, it's um, enhanced with AI and machine learning, and we can plug it in to any existing experience with a grocer. And so allow, and we can actually do it for brands as well, um, but it allows all those recipes to actually be housed somewhere where they're fueled uh, thoughtfully, right? And, uh, and then we work with all the brands on your shelves to get that recipe content and, and get it into the actual platform. Um, that platform in and of itself, we took to market for two years, and then we launched Recipe Media this year. Recipe Media is a retail media technology. Every recipe on that grocer's platform is now coded to be deployed anywhere off-platform. Proprietary click-to-cart technology, it's going to pull that user who clicks on that link, Facebook, Instagram, digital circular, in-store merchandising, email, you name it. It's going to pull that user directly into that grocer's experience with that recipe fully populated. And it is one click to add it to a list or add it to a cart. And so that's just the essence of what the tech does. Um, when it comes to partnering with the retailers, it's it's just a fabulous win-win. Um, they are looking for stickiness. They want loyalty. Um, we deliver. So our platform, when it gets added into a grocer's existing experience, creates an environment where the shoppers who engage with that meal planning platform, they are going to return to that grocer's homepage 500% more often. Sure. That's been really wild to watch. Wow. And that, that number's continued to increase. Yeah. And it, it's cool because you're thinking about, like, you know, me, where I live in Charlotte, North Carolina, I've got at least six or seven grocers to choose. Right. Sure. So when I realized that we're creating an environment digitally that is pulling that shopper back at, at such a high level, uh, we have a very, very high repeat shopper rate. Um, it, it's, it's been, it's, a, it's an honor. So you're answering that problem for the grocer by getting that um, stickiness and that loyalty. And then their marketing teams, the retail media teams can come in and actually deploy that recipe content off platform. And if they so choose, they can monetize it with the brands. Uh, and so it's, it's just a really cool uh, pocket. So the, the grocers have a tremendous win. The brands are really excited because there's a micro moment when a decision's being made. The brand wants to be in the micro moment digitally. Right? Got it. And um, giving them that access and really connecting those dots for them with uh, meal planning is Honestly, it's just an honor to like be in a place where we can do this <laughs> at a retailer first level. There, we are a retailer first piece of technology. Uh, grocers are never pit against each other to earn that cart. Um, sure. They have like when we click in that that is a um, retailer specific uh, link for that branded recipe. Got it. And then okay, so early days was it develop the platform and focus on one group or another, or did you like how did you get started in in the early days of building out this this capability? Uh, we, uh, I did customer discovery back in 2019. I did a uh, incubator here in Charlotte, and um, it, it that's all it was. Was it's like bring us your idea, and they coached you through how to make cold calls, how to um, how to do outreach with potential buyers, and how to run an interview where they can call your baby ugly. 
right? Because you have to understand what, you don't want someone protecting your ego and going, oh, this precious entrepreneur, she's, you know, she's got this idea, I couldn't tell her, (laughs) you know? So you have to lead in a different way um, where you're asking just open-ended questions. That's where I met Mike Johnson. So Mike Johnson's my co-founder, you know Mike well. Yeah, I met Mike. And yep. yep. We met at a tech incubator and, um, and he shelved his idea. He, he joined my team, which was an honor. And, um, yeah. And so we, uh, I think we started coding maybe right, right around like early 2020 and, um, you know, pandemic was, uh, was an eye opener. Right. I'm wow. sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. How did that wow. affect your business? Then? Uh, it was, well, I mean, it was three weeks after an NGA conference in San Diego where we just had all these opportunities. We had a booth, you know, right. jazzed. And, um, and the world shut down and it was about 10 weeks of silence. It's pretty scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started writing articles. I didn't know what else to do. Uh, I'm a digital marketer. I have a right. very strong opinion of creator. how, <laughs> yeah, of how things should happen digitally in, in this space. And honestly, digital is like not the grocer's, you know, first skill set. And so uh, I just started writing articles. Like, this is what you should be focused on. This is what you should be doing. This is what you, should, you know, need to, to convert to cart. And uh, I was one of those articles that actually hooked us our first client. And it, so it was helpful. Um, but yeah, so, you know, it, it was really summer or fall before people would start getting back on the phone again, because they had to prioritize getting paper towels and toilet paper on the shelves. Right. Right. Like meal planning was not a problem. Um, <laughs> that was not right. at the top of the list. But when you look at our first clients, client number one has seven children. I mean, he, he's like, Katie, I saw firsthand what my wife was going through wow. during that pandemic. And I'm like, no, this is, I'm not, he's like, I'm not the only person with this problem. This has got to be solved for. And yeah, and you realize that there's just, there, there's a real missing, uh, there's a hole in, um, in actually getting meals planned with the products on the grocery shelves. And so, um, yeah, it, it was it was pretty awesome to come in and, and be able to start serving. And, and as any piece of that new technology, you have to learn. You have to sure. listen and learn. And, um, and your first early clients are just the greatest blessing. Um, when you land really good clients, they just, they, they talk, you listen, you respond. We're small. We, we can do quick sprints. We can show them their ideas quickly and, um, and you evolve with them. And so it's, it's, it's a re- really cool ride. Right. That's amazing. Um, were there early wins that got you going? You know what I mean? Were there, did it take a couple of early wins to say, okay, we got something here. You know, this isn't just a, a nice technology experiment. Yeah. So, um, I, I have no ego, you know, this, but <laughs> we, we actually came, out, <laughs> we came out of the gates. I, I will say when you do customer discovery for like nine months, oh exhaustingly, um, we, we tested, we did, I mean, I mean, I'm talking like executing prototypes with our bare hands and we knew when we started coding what we were building. Sure. And so, um, when, when I think about the early wins, like uh, as soon as we plugged in the first client and lit it up, I mean, the, the data was still fantastic, you Got know, it. um, 9%, I think 9% larger basket was wow. our very first stat. Yeah. And I was told, listen, if you can get five to 10% larger basket, you've just changed the game. And our very first run of the data a couple months in was 9%. And it was small numbers, right? It's, it's, it was small grocer. Um, but you sit back and go, okay, we're doing something right. And that you, you can only improve on that number. Sure. And so, um, yeah, yeah. So it, it, a lot, a lot of early wins, um, you, you really just learn that it, you have to learn sales. Sure. You got to learn sales. You got to learn how to talk. And really, you have to answer a, a true problem. And if you're not answering a true problem, then, you know, you got to refine. So, right. yeah. 
no doubt. Okay, so um, now obviously you know we're well out of COVID. Stores open again. E-commerce is growing at a, a more fixed rate, I'd say. And then, how do you now engage with retailers and brands? Um, and uh, how are you thinking about that? Yep. So we we've done very well in the independent space. Um, the most uh, independent, m- most grocers period have some kind of recipe program or a page of recipes. So we grew up in the independent space, um, being able, we, we partnered with Fresh Shop, which is the largest e-commerce platform to independent grocers. And it really just allowed us to have the greatest reach with independent clients. Sure. So uh, have had wonderful success um, selling um, and, and being able to optimize their digital experience where it doesn't matter where they're based. It doesn't even matter if they have e-commerce. If those stores, um, are, if, if we can actually access the stores online and pull the API, we can get the recipe to list for the stores that, they, that are not online. So we've built a lot of different types of functionality to be able to serve a lot of different types of grocers. Um, and now we're moving up into a little bit larger grocers now, which is which is super cool and fun. Uh, retail media um, has changed the game in this industry. It's, it's We're all really on the cusp of watching it evolve. But the our recipe media offering has allowed us to um, just really get to the table with larger grocers because we're, we're now a profit center for them, a significant sure. profit center oh, for them. So that's been really cool. Um, you know, the brands have really been there from day one. We've had brand support from day one. Um, we Our data is incredible. We didn't look left and right. I didn't need to see what other groups were doing with data. Um, I'd heard enough of my discovery. And so uh, we I hired um, a bunch of kind of young um very sharp people from Davidson College and my master's degrees in data, we all sat down and said, here's what I think we should be doing according to the discovery we've conducted. And so then we just started partnering with brands and saying, listen, I'm going to give you bespoke reporting. Like it's going to blow your mind. Um, Tell me what you want. And so that's how we really crafted that side of the house. And the data delivery is awesome. And it allows them to effectively see the anatomy of a high-performing recipe. If you're a brand, I've, I've you're, you're catching me at the end of a long day. I've, I've already pitched this a couple times today. With <laughs> I brands, love it. <laughs> I am all, I'm all warmed up. Definitely. Exactly. So, <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> right? So funny. Um, so yeah, so we can take any product that you have when it's part of a recipe, you know, we throw it on our global um, catalog. We, it, so now if it matches any product with any of our current clients or future clients, it's going to, that it's going to be part of the catalog for that tenant, uh, that, that retailer. Got and it. it allows that brand to see the behavior with their recipe. What's a bit with the correlation analysis, what's it getting in the cart with, right? Um, which recipes are making it to the finish line? Why we start unpacking it, look at serving size, number of ingredients, type of ingredients. Uh, are there certain types of ingredients they should be including in future recipes to get uh, a more optimized outcome? Wow. Right. You, you become like Amazing. a coach. Uh, we, well, and early on, we actually several deals. I mean, even today uh, we'll have brands come in and they just write a check because they just want, they want it on um, the, the global catalog and they want to be able to uh, get that data report every month. I give them 30 minutes with a data analyst every month, and they get to ask all the questions and deeply understand the why. Because they're like, the, I had a brand on the phone a few minutes ago, and he's like, Katie, I'm running campaigns with Walmart, Target, Publix, blah, 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 right? And sure. he's like, I, we're, we're just sort of, we're sort of just grabbing at recipes. Like, please don't do that, right? Give me your recipes. I'm going to adjust, you know, X amount. And we're, I'm going to start reporting on, and I'm going to show you exactly which three or four you should be deploying. And which ones you need to bury in the backyard. <laughs> I love it. It's great. So th- th- there's a lot of good analytics and insights from this, which I think is super helpful, right? Exactly. And that, but that's, that's always been the vision. Um, and I, it's really just getting ourselves to a place where we're serving the right groups in the right way and the masses come. Got it. 
Makes sense. Um, looking ahead, how are you thinking about growth? Is it what is it adding, or is it adding capability, or is it adding you know more customers? How are you thinking about that? Uh, no, um, it's customers at this point. So you know we're really proud of what we've built and the opportunity to be able to uh, allow the recipes to be deployed off platform and really starting to map recipe content to merchandise and calendars. That's huge. And so, uh, and, and it's needed and it's, it's, it's just a really simple snap in. And so, um, yeah, that growth is really just increasing our grocer um, portfolio. And, um, and the brands, when you increase your grocer portfolio, the brands come, sure. they want to be part of the ride. And so it's, that's sort of uh, organic on that side of the house. Yeah. And then across the board, you know, really just better understanding how we can serve both parties with the data that we have. Got it. I love that. We have a lot of entrepreneurs that listen to our podcast. um, And you are certainly one and you've been at this now for four or five years. Um, What advice would you have Mm -hmm. for them, whether they're starting a business with a new food product or a beverage product or a technology service like what you provide or analytics product? Like when you think about our audience, what coaching would you you give to them? Um. I, I tell you, um, the customer discovery, and I'm getting redundant on that topic, but it changed everything for us, especially if you're a company that it, if you're looking to move quickly, if you're looking to, um, uh, if you're raising money, if you get investors behind you, you need to make sure that the decisions you're making are not from the gut. They Ooh. are uh, data-driven, right? And uh, there's a lot of, I'll tell you, it amazes me how many people we run into that are building on an idea that really hasn't been properly vetted. But man, their passion's like an 11 out of 10, right? Um, but when you when you lift the hood, they they don't really need, they don't wanna hear that it's not right. Um, and so it, it, what's beautiful about what we did, I think it's, a, it's a, obviously a repeatable process that I would strongly recommend, is going through discovery, you know, having 30 unique conversations with people who have no idea who you are. I found them on LinkedIn <laughs> right. um, who are buyers wow. and making, that's how we started. And it, it changes everything. Cause you, you also, your confidence can be high because you know, like when we switched out and started filling with private label, that that's input that came directly from customer discovery. Right. And we just, we just did it. And I was like, this is great. I heard it from enough people. I'm like, done, heard you loud and right, clear, right. you know, and then you've got the, the, the shoppers on the other side of the customer discovery going, we don't care what brand the diced tomatoes are, just put them in the cart. Their need was speed, <laughs> right, right? Right. And so, yeah, so, you, you know, you take discovery, you start connecting the dots, you're like, oh, this is this is amazing, right? We can, right. We can serve a lot of different people really quickly by tweaking the tech. And so, um, but that, doing the discovery, it's painful. It is painful. And if you are not comfortable with making cold calls, with getting on the phone, Ooh. you know, those awkward conversations define you. Yes. And they can be awkward, you know? You're trying to explain very quickly oh, what you do um, and how you differentiate. Oh, yeah. and the person on the other line is super busy and they took this call. Like, they don't even remember why they took this call. Or, you know, so you're <laughs> right. trying to get to the point really quickly. Um, you know, but yeah, it's um, it, it's it's imperative. It, it just amazes me how many people build without enough insight into who they're building for, what the real problem is. Sure. Wow. Uh, fascinating um, and exciting all the same. And, and it, like I said, it's been fun to, you know, I've known you for a couple of years. It's been really fun to see uh, you. Yeah. You've been like, I mean, you've really been working, you know, in the details to get into relationships with a lot of these companies. And then to see you also bring in the tech platform along with it. It's super exciting. Um, anything not worked? You know, anything that's like, you know, we tried that and that was really bad idea. <laughs> Yeah, you sure. I'll, I'll jump in. I love it. I always <laughs> I love think, to find these things. Well, 
<laughs> you know, I think part of if, if you're a true entrepreneur, you 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 fall on your face a lot, and that's just failing is part. Like when you fail, you learn, right? Totally. And, um, Mike, I would love if Mike was on the phone, he would just totally just go after this one. So I really got a bee in my bonnet about chatbots. Oh. Like this is the next big thing, right? Yeah, right. I was like, you know, we got got to have a chatbot. We're gonna you know, use the ML to fuel it. We had this whole big idea. This is this is a couple of years ago, and um, you know, first big client lit up, and um, we started testing the chatbot. Man, it 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 landed like a like a lead balloon. <laughs> <laughs> it was a funny one, but you, but nice. you have to. But we still tested a couple different ways. Yeah, and it just really just was not working across the board. But you you really do have to. Um, have to really push yourself and you have to listen. Sure. I mean, honestly, interns, we've gotten some of the coolest ideas from our interns. Wow. You know, we're based at a college campus. And so, oh, just getting smart young people who are so wicked digitally savvy, getting them really close to your tech. And and I mean, these are people that are on TikTok all day. You're not on TikTok all day, <laughs> nor am I, right? It's it's True. it's different. It's amazing. I, my daughter's almost 13. It blows my mind the kind of stuff she she doesn't even have a phone yet. And the stuff she talks about, there's so much technology available that's doing cool and different things. And you can take lessons from it and apply it to what you're doing now and just see what happens, right? Um, and the whole test and learn in sandbox. But yeah, I know um, if, if my if I had a tech, uh, my co-founder was on the phone, he'd have some pretty funny stories too that I'm sure he can go into way more detail than I can. But yeah, we've, we've had some interesting doozies and, and it, it's great. But you know, the, the greatest blessing is when you have clients who love you enough to let you test. <laughs> totally. And we, we truly... <laughs> that's, I think that's great. I, I don't know. I won the I won the client lottery. I mean, we just have landed just the most wonderful, supportive, um, just excited clients. So yeah, yeah. But but you know, we did have to take down the chatbot pretty quickly. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Well, I mean, and for those that laugh about TikTok, I mean, this is an, a stat that I actually put into a presentation recently. TikTok is the third leading platform for online shopping research behind Google and Amazon. So you know, can laugh, mm -hmm. but I mean, for re for people selling product, it's pretty important. Um, this has been so fun, Katie. Uh, share with our audience where they can find you, connect with you, learn more, etc. Yeah. Oh yeah. Thank you. So um, I'm on LinkedIn. Katie course. H. Hotze. Uh, H O T Z E. Yep. Um, that's, that's really the, that is the platform I'm on the most. It's the easiest way to find me is to land in my uh, DMs. And uh, Grocery Shoppy, we are www.groceryshopii.com. Um, we have a brand new website and uh, we also have a Cali link on there. So if anyone wants a demo, just click on that Cali oh, link. Nice. We'd love to hop on the phone with you. Yeah, brands and retailers. It's uh, it's, it's exciting for us to uh, get in front of a few folks and share with you exactly what we're doing. Yeah, so, just... yeah. And Justin, I this is such an honor to be on your podcast. Oh, so fun. So thank you. We've been talking about well, this. You know, and we have talked about this a long time. One thing I, we can both chime in on this one, but one of the things that Katie and I both appreciate is being involved in the industry. Like, if you're going to win in the industry, yeah. if you want relationships in the industry, you got to be involved in the industry. You can't just be cold calling in and hoping for a connection. And, and so, you know, and I, I said earlier about running into you differently, but Food Marketing Institute, FMI, mm -hmm. NACDS, uh, Western Michigan's Food Marketing Program, they've got a board we're both a part of, um, Consumer Goods Technology. I could on the list for you, but for those you that are in the food and beverage space, if you're not inter if you're not invested in it and, and engaged in it, you're going to really struggle, right, Katie? I mean, this is something that um, you, you've dove right in. Oh, I've learned a lot from you, and <laughs> I'll tell you, um, getting into—I really mean that, though. Getting into um, getting showing up. You and I have had this conversation. Totally. We both—that's that, how Justin and I met at a, a cocktail thing for a board meeting, 
and we both showed up. We had no idea who's going to show up. Not a lot of people showed up for that That's one right. particular cocktail. But um, but but it's but it's really important just to to volunteer as much as you can on these councils because they also need your input. They need to understand what you're doing and, and how they can how, how they can benefit. Um, but I'll say food marketing conference. Justin speaks there often. Um, I'm, I've been included often as well. It, it, it's, it's in Michigan every March. So and it's fun. just a fantastic conference. Yeah, run by Western Michigan. So that's one of my faves that I do every year and I, I really enjoy it. So yeah. yeah. It was pretty just, funny. That it's, first, it's an awesome industry. <laughs> the first cocktail party, not that anybody cares. It's like the first day of Sunday school, but you're by yourself. You know what I mean? Like, so you're walking up to the door and looking in and everyone knows each other. Like, I'll, I'll and I'm like, <laughs> I don't know anyone in there. I'm not sure I want to go. Like, I'm scared now, even though I'm extrovert. Like, and, you know, you take that weird first step. Well, and fortunately, someone said hi. And I was like, oh, cool. Well, and, and, and here we are. Every cocktail party we're at, Justin and I end up in the corner laughing. Work the room. Yeah, <laughs> we're so, so funny. We're, we're so bad. That's so funny. I know. I know. All right. Enough of this. Um, thanks for being on and for sharing your stories with us. Look forward to having you back on down the road. Oh, thank you so much. This is awesome. Appreciate it. The Contender Cast is powered by Contender Brands and is the top global consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast. You can find additional ContenderCast episodes on worldwide podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartMedia, YouTube, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the ContenderCast, connect with us at ContenderCast.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender. Contender.